0: Every story needs a hero, and every story needs a villain. Well, we are back to the dark stuff. Back to the dark side, so to speak. I am Drew. Welcome back to Hero and the Villain. After our two-part epic miniseries of superhero psychology and villain psychology, because we want to have fun for a few episodes after that shame episode we did on episode five. We, my friends, are back to the dark shit, and we have quite a good topic today that we're going to get after. This was something I wanted to talk about for a while. I have a list of subject matter Uh, that I'm always adding to when it comes to this show, this podcast, this little experiment of mine. And I kept looking at it and it was going to be a future episode kind of thing. But then I had a conversation with a friend and then I had a conversation with an acquaintance and I realized that people dealt with this a lot more often. Then I realized people deal with this a lot more often than maybe we wish to uh, admit. Narcissists. Nothing will pull out your villain self faster than a narcissist. When you look at things that will make your villain shine through, you look at people that trigger it people's behaviors and mannerisms and their way of life and the ways that they are in dealing with your shadow self. A lot of the times your own bullshit will be the cause of this, but a lot of the times as well, your own bullshit is there and it's kind of like a bear that you poke and certain people have a knack for poking that bear and waking it up and, Out comes the villain. I've spent uh, a better part of the last few years dealing with the narcissist. Um, And I can tell you that it's probably up there with the most frustrating things that you could ever deal with. And unfortunately, it's one of the things that you also just shouldn't deal with because they aren't going to change. It would take a intervention of epic proportions to change a narcissist. So before we talk a little bit about how a narcissist can pull out the villain inside you, we have to kind of define what a narcissist is. So a narcissist has a sense of entitlement, an inflated sense of their own self-importance, They require excessive admiration. They live to make others feel less valued. Everything is about them, and it comes at others' expense. They're the types of people that demand special treatment, validation, in order to feel good about themselves. They victimize those around them, and they most likely will never change. And I've talked with some friends about this very subject, those that have dealt up close with these people, and they can verify everything that I just said. In my own dealings, I can also verify it as well. So there's a lot of traits that narcissists have. To set the disclaimer real quick, I should throw out there that at any point Any of us can have a bit of these traits. Okay. Now, once in a blue moon doesn't mean that you're a narcissist. So, you know, if you try to accuse a narcissist of being a narcissist and then they fire back at you, oh, yeah, well, you did this, blah, blah. It's, you know, you might have done it once. The narcissist will do it often and consistently and without even realizing they're doing it or they realize they do it and they're totally okay with it. So how narcissists see themselves, there's various traits here. They see themselves as I love me and so do you. And they can't imagine that anybody wouldn't love them. It's like unfathomable to them that nobody uh, would not love them. Like, Everybody loves me. How could anybody not love me? Narcissists will generally say that and mean it. As to were, if I said it, I would be half-assing it and being sarcastic because that's how I am. I'm not that full of myself. I have a bit of an ego and I'd be the first to admit it, but not to that degree because it's usually playful and I'm also the first person to kind of slam myself and make fun of myself because I know that being humble is more important. So the narcissist never admits wrongs or apologizes, even on simple things like the simplest of things that they should apologize on or admit they're wrong on a really good line. I read a while ago, what does it sound like when a narcissist apologizes? This is not the most right I've ever been. it's about, that's about hundred percent accurate. They think they have no rival, no equal. They think they are above that. Nobody measures up type of person that feels like they have to be a leader because nobody else could do what they do. They feel that the rules and obligations do not apply to them only for average people. Uh, they cannot stand hearing the word. No, Being told to them, they don't want to be grouped in with the others. Have you ever heard somebody say something along the lines of, well, I'm not like other guys or I'm not like other girls. Them getting grouped into the others is like a dagger to them. They cannot stand it. We'll criticize you and expect you to accept it. But if you criticize them... They'll flip it back on you, and they, again, will not take responsibility for it. And the biggest problem is that anybody that has been around a narcissist, been in a relationship with a narcissist, friends with a narcissist, those who choose to hang around them will eventually have to pay the price for those reasons above because they will never admit to any wrongdoing. They deliberately will create scenarios where they get the attention and feel like they're at the center of the universe to feed their lack of legitimate self worth. They generally will target people who are prone to their facade and their charm, who's vulnerable to their manipulation and their exploitations. They crave constant ego stroking to validate. Through having friends just like them, social media validation constantly supply their addiction to compensate for emptiness and their fragile self-esteem. I'm sure by now some of you are going, yeah, I think I know somebody like that. So your villain typically will sprout up when trying to live or cope with a narcissistic person. This is usually how it begins. A narcissist will have their mask on in full glory. Be wonderful. Will do anything to capture you by charm so they can get under your skin. Be very loving, attentive, supportive, fun, seductive. And they'll try to convince you that they're perfect in every way and get you to admit that they're They're perfect. Oh, my God, I've never met anybody like this. They're so different. And then the shit drops. Literally will change overnight. Once we start learning about them and their traumas, they hate being analyzed. And they refuse to be viewed as flawed in any way. So since they hate opening up, they will start to withdraw. Once they realize that you're on to them or you see their shortcomings, they will kind of pull themselves back. They'll start to go on the attack or pull back or ghost you. This stuff, if you have not dealt with your own shadow self, will feed that villain inside of you all its fears and insecurities and rejections and sadness and any feelings that you have of feeling unloved or unwanted because you felt like they were there a hundred percent and you wanted to do the work to get to know them more and start peeling back those layers. And once you start peeling back layers on somebody that's on their bullshit like that, you'll see a lot, a lot will be exposed. They don't want that. They do not want you to see any of that. Once they realize their facade could be up, that is where the Mr. Hyde of their Jekyll and Hyde will come out. So they don't end up responding to any of that. They will view you groveling as inferior if you try to keep them from leaving. And they'll use that and start degrading you and try to reduce you, punish you. And turn into extremely controlling once they know you're not going to be giving up on them. So once they kind of see that they have you in their clutches, they realize, okay, I have the control now. This person is not going anywhere because they have this giant heart and they're doing anything to keep me here because of their own shadow self. So I'm going to use that against them. Once they are empowered and they use that villain against you, they will make you jump through hoops. Uh, They will make you uh, give up your own persona. They'll basically, you doing this will fuel them and you're basically kind of trapped by them at this point. This is where their manipulative self will keep you there. And your shadow, your villain self, will also keep you there. It's basically like you have two people working against you. The narcissist knows they can control you, and your own shadow self realizes that it is being fed a large amount of this stuff that the shadow needs in order to kind of take you over. And they will cycle through ups and downs, giving you glimmers of hope just to trap you again just as your shadow starts backing off a little bit, that hope will make you think, oh, maybe they're changing. Oh, maybe they'll maybe they'll come around. Maybe they'll come to their senses about all this. And then they pull you back down into the bullshit. And see, the narcissist's behavior is going to do nothing but feed all that shame, guilt, anxiety, envy, inferiority that you have inside of yourself that you have not dealt with. And they know this. They know this fully. Due to shadow repression, we don't know how to handle these emotions. So those emotions will control us. These are things that we've talked about in previous episodes. And the narcissist also knows how to control those. Fully and completely, that is what they do. You will hear every half-truth, every line, uh, every words with no actions matching. It'll basically keep you guessing and keep you under their thumb until you decide to leave. The positive of narcissist will show us the ugliest side of humans and relationships. But once we see our villain, of course, we've talked about this, you can confront, accept, and integrate that villain self you have inside in order to work for you, not against you. One thing I learned at an early age when i was much younger and i don't want this to sound demeaning any anyways i'm going to set a precedence here when i was younger i'm pretty much the age of 18 when i first walked into a strip club i for some reason felt strangely at home i don't know if it was because it felt like a motley Crue video in my young metalhead mind but it felt like it made sense for some reason. So I started working in these clubs and became like a DJ and everything like that. And I still have friends that worked at the clubs with me a long time ago, and they are amazing people. And I still am friends with dancers and people that work at these clubs I will always have the backs of my friends in that industry because they are amazing people and should be viewed as people. However, I'm thankful for some of the interactions I've had in the past with dancers, customers, all that stuff, because for as many amazing people as I know from that industry, it taught me at a young age that I also was exposed to a lot of dysfunction early on. So I knew what to look for later in life. When you spend a good 20, 25 years being lied to, told half-truths, not having actions and words match, hearing every line in the book and somebody doing something different, When you're exposed at an early age to that, and it doesn't have to come from a job, you can have parents that were like that. You could have brothers and sisters that are like that. You could have friends like that. When you learn this stuff early on, it helps define your radar for it. So you know what to look for, and you know how to kind of cut things off once you realize exactly who the person is that you are conversing with and being around. So that was kind of a sidetrack story there, but I wanted to just kind of give you a little background about me and that last thing I said. Narcissists show us the ugliest side of relationships, the worst side of it, whether it's a family member, lover, friend. If you want to know what it's like to interact with the darkest side of humans, a narcissist will show you. And if it's your first experience, I apologize instantly because it's a rough fucking experience. If you've been dealing with them off and on your whole entire life, it does get easier because you know what to look for. They will show us how wounded and fragile they are. And since they will never, ever change, we must take the charge of ourselves to do so and leave and persist In dealing with somebody that will always be like that and dealing with somebody that is so in refusal of their own bullshit that would rather manipulate a good person than become a good person themselves. It is up to us to grow the spine, pack up our shit and go just like it's up to us to look at our shadow self Admit to ourselves what it has, face it, sit with it, learn about it, embrace it, and accept it so we can integrate it. You see, dealing with a narcissist on the outside is extremely difficult. But in a lot of ways, your shadow self inside you, and everybody has one, is like your own narcissist that you carry with you at all times. Because narcissists have shame repressed feelings, dirty emotions, dysfunction from A to Z. And we all have that inside of ourselves as well. So when we can deal with that stuff inside of ourselves, it'll help us identify the narcissist that we see outside of ourselves in the real world. So we learn to call them on their bullshit, make them try to own their shit, Or just not deal with their shit. And there you go. Narcissists and the shadow self. This was episode number eight. Hopefully you got something from this. If you've been giving me feedback on the direct message tip, thank you. I've been talking with several of you about this stuff. And I love you and the fact that you are attempting to start your own shadow work to take a good look at your villain. I commend you for that. You have a spine, you have a big heart, and you have some muscles, and you are starting to do the work. You are brave. And that is all you need in order to start facing your own villain. I am Drew. We will see you on the next episode.